a playlist original. ready to be petty. Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad I'm back. I never left on Patreon, Offy Dog, Kit Kat Bar, but I had all the best intentions to record podcasts before I left so I could release them weekly and not miss a beat, but just due to, you know, like I forgot one of my files on my external hard drive I had to reschedule like just because of those things I wasn't able to do that and I was kind of talking shit about myself (laughs) but it's like you know what the everyone all the petty vetties will be there when you return so I'm so excited to be back um it's a really fun episode with Laura from TikTok today and I hope that you enjoy a lot has been going on on Patreon I did a full episode on my trip with my little sister Rowan. So if you are interested in hearing about my trip, I'm not going to go into details here, but you can catch that over on the Patreon. If you are new here, I just got back from a trip from Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iceland. It was super fun, some funny moments, and I share all about that on the Patreon. And then, can I say Patreon one more time? And then I did an episode with Emily Rose from It's Become a Whole Thing on Kardashian staff. I did an episode on secret celebrity marriages. That one was solo dolo. And this week I released one on trending pop culture topics, ones that I haven't been able to cover on the public feed here, like Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's divorce, the release of Guts, and a bunch of other fun things. So before we get into it, I just want to say it's been a year of Patreon episodes, which is so wild. So if you join today, you get access to 53 episodes because it's been you know, one year, one week, and then it is RTBB's fifth birthday coming up at the end of this month on October 31st. And every year I have done a clip show to celebrate another year passing. So I've had listeners submit clips to me that they liked. So if there's a funny bit or moment or conversation that I had in the past year from Halloween 2022 to Halloween 2023, send me the episode number and what we were talking about and I will put that in the show with your handle and if you are, you know, a little love, you can also send me the minute, the minute marker and let me know what time it was at so I can pull it easily. That's like if you're an A+. Uh, student, if you are, you know, a pleasure to have in class, like you're sending me the minute marker. (laughs) Anyways, without further ado, I don't want to beat around the bush. I want to get back into the juicy topics. So here's my conversation with Laura from Not So Critically Acclaimed. I'm back with a very special guest. Laura from Not So Critically Acclaimed is here. Laura, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat. 
Oh my God, me too. I haven't recorded a podcast in over a month because I've been on vacation and I've been dying to talk to someone about stuff. <laughs> like I'm just chomping at the bit. So I'm so glad it's you. I found you through TikTok, through your TikTok. I've been following for, I don't know, maybe like six months, nine months, something like that. I love how you report the news. So <laughs> can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you cover and, you know, why you wanted to start a TikTok? Yeah, for sure. So I am a pop culture junkie, but specifically, I talk about all things TV shows and movies. Um, and so I actually started my platform a little over three years ago, which feels kind of crazy that that much time has passed. Um, but yeah, I know. It's crazy. So I actually started <laughs> as a podcast first when I was a senior in college. And it was my last semester. And I had like, a lot of free time on my hands. Um, and I feel like it was over my winter break where someone was speaking to me and telling me like, oh, you just have to find your passion or like some kind of conversation like that. That then a few weeks later, I was really thinking about that and thinking I had a lot of free time. Maybe I could do like a YouTube channel or a podcast or something. And they were always like, you have to find what you're passionate about and just like dedicate yourself to that. And I know that I always loved watching TV shows and movies growing up like that was my thing in high school, like honestly, middle school, like everything I was the go-to person to speak to when you wanted to just talk about last night's episode of Pretty Little Liars or whatever. And so then I started my podcast senior year of school. Um, really, no one was listening, I'm sure. And, <laughs> you know, like it was just for me. And I find it so funny because I was like so legit about it. I was in school, like I said at the time, but it was right before COVID started. Mm. Um, so I was actually going in person to like a little recording studio that our library had and like putting the headphones on with the real mic, the real editing software. And I was actually like doing this so legit and no one was listening, I'm sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, eventually when I started to get more listeners it was like in my bedroom on my phone recording but yeah <laughs> so that time of year was obviously crazy and that's when TikTok blew up and I started to see people posting videos about like shows or movies or random things and I was like oh maybe I can take my podcast content and kind of put it on TikTok not in the sense of like taking clips of it but rather just you know regurgitating the same kind of conversational information I was saying on my podcast doing rankings and all sorts of that and then three years later here we are and it's the content has just evolved over time so I do reviews recommendations a lot of times I'll give updates about like the filming status yeah. of movies and shows or like <laughs> casting status and yeah. I feel like that was a niche I really fell into um mm -hmm. for a while and it's you know just kind of rolling with whatever's trending at the time so yeah 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 I feel like that's how I found you because I'm always so curious like I actually I don't remember if this was you specifically but like I watched this show called tell me tell me lies I think yeah at, like two years ago and because of like everything that's happened in the world of like movies and TV, they hadn't picked up filming. And I was like, I need season two, like so mm -hmm. badly and like all this stuff. And like, I love, yeah, like knowing, especially like, I don't know, just what is like up, what's happening on sets and stuff. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny because I've been thinking about it more recently with like trying to find out whatever new shows are coming out. And 
it almost feels like I have no idea what my life used to be like before TikTok from like a <laughs> news like world. Like yeah. I just would see, I guess on, it would be like the front page on Netflix or something and then watch a trailer and watch it. But I didn't pay attention to this sort of thing like beforehand. Yeah. And in a way it almost feels like a little bit like you've stolen the magic absolutely um, because like, like for example when I would go to the movie theaters like a lot of the times I've seen the trailers for whatever <laughs> movies they're playing and I'm like I want to just be surprised again so it's it's a give and take I guess <laughs> yeah I know I feel the same way yeah yeah I feel like a little magic like when you start doing this like not as a job per se but like as some type of like content creation I feel like I don't know surprise and intrigue and and magic is taken away but I don't know I think it's an exciting time in tv and movies right now you're you're saying that you were the go-to person but like what drew you to these types of like topics in particular like is it the you know cast relationships is it actually like how they make like are you into like tv like cinematography and stuff like I'm just interested why or like what parts of tv and movies really move you yeah I guess it's kind of twofold for one part which was probably the bigger part and what started it was more like the community base of a tv show and how there's the whole fandom culture and Mm. like I said I was always the go-to person to talk about a show or movie with amongst my friends but then there were shows that they didn't necessarily watch that I wanted to speak with speak about and Mm. share opinions about and like hear what other people thought and that's kind of how I started my platform just as a way for me to voice my own thoughts and if anyone cared to listen they could and so I just kind of frame myself as I'm another one of the girlies I'm just a fan <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you and just want to talk all the theories and whatnot and then I would say a second component of it not like cinematography but I am interested in the writing of shows like that's my dream at the end of the day like I would love for not so critically acclaimed to turn into like its own production company like Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine that is my goal in life um and she is my role model and just I love her so much and that would be my dream to write my own tv shows produce shows just you know get to foster that creativity and I feel like I my my coy line that I always say is I've done all the research because I've watched literally everything like in the space so yeah, that's that's a long dream. I love that. No, that's that's so great. And that's cool to listen to like what draws you to TV and movies because it's kind of similar to what I've been thinking about. Like this week, I saw a TikTok that was like, oh, this TV show called The Discovery of Witches is like Twilight for adults. So mm-hmm. I started to watch it and like it came out, I think the first season was like 2018 and then it wrapped in like 2021 or something like that. And so I'm like, who can I talk to about this? Because like you either watch it back then and like don't care to rehash it or like, mm-hmm. like I, I need to find people to discuss it because I love, you're right, just discussing those aspects. Like the main, the female uh, lead character wears an element of blue mm-hmm. like in every outfit. And I want to, like, ask someone, like, why do you think that is? Or, like, like I, like, I just want to discuss that stuff. But it, it's tough sometimes to find that. So it's been yeah. really nice to find your TikTok and, you know, people have lively discussions over there and stuff like that. 
Well, thanks for watching my videos. It's yeah. always connect with people through the internet that have found them and, you know, form more connections. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into today's topics. We're going to talk about football news, <laughs> uh, Taylor and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. We're going to talk about Usher headlining the halftime show, Dancing with the Stars and the Roman Empire trend. And then Laura is going to nominate her Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share her This Week in Petty story. So let's get into our first little bit here. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, like, (laughs) this broke when I was on vacation and I was like, I want to go home and come back to my closet studio and, like, jump on the mic because... This is just so wild to me. What do you think of this couple? I, so I have to say, first of all, I am a huge Swifty. Like, okay, she, love, like, same. she <laughs> is my, like, I live and breathe Taylor Swift. Um, So I am here for it, honestly, because I just think it's so entertaining. And honestly, like everyone being like, oh, it's a PR stunt and whatever. I'm like, I don't, if it is, I don't care. Like I am fully, <laughs> I'm fully like reading into it and going along with it. I watched last night's Chiefs versus Jets game. I never watched football like other than <laughs> Super Bowl. And I'm whenever I watch the Super Bowl, I'm always like, all right, call me for the commercials. Not yeah. which is you know obviously the opposite way to watch a football game. <laughs> um, but I actually sat here and I watched it, and I'm just loving all of the attention it's getting. I. I don't know. I have just so many thoughts about it. Like, I didn't really know who Travis Kelsey was prior to last year's Super Bowl um, because of the whole, like, oh, brother in the Super Bowl. But otherwise, like, I had never really heard of him. Um, And she's never dated a pro athlete before. Like, she's always only ever dated either actors or musicians. And what I especially love about this dynamic is that even though I didn't know about Travis Kelsey much before this and he's not quote-unquote being put on the map by taylor swift as people will say that he is he definitely has a huge following and a huge presence like in the nfl and like i would say probably one of the biggest stars if not the biggest star that she dated with the exception i would say of harry styles probably in the one direction fame of it all but i think he is huge and he isn't treating it like oh, I'm not, like, she's just another girl. Like, he knows he's dating, like, the biggest star in the world. And so I think having that mindset really changes the dynamic and makes it, like, more plausible to work because he isn't, like, he he's putting her on a pedestal because he knows who she is and he's not going to, like, play, like, he's not dumb. Yeah. No, you're making, like, great points. At first, when he kept bringing her up in interviews... Being like, mm-hmm. I went to the concert and, like, I couldn't meet her and stuff like that. I was kind of, like, low-key shut up. Like, it does seem clout chasey about you keep mentioning her when seemingly you have no relationship with her at, like, whatsoever. But right. because, again, she's, I feel like, at the top of her game, at the top of the music game, etc., I feel like people were talking about her, you know, for clicks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast he had a reality TV show. I, he definitely wants to be not just a football player. And I was talking to Cam from what I will say about this over on my Patreon. So if you want to hear more about this theory, go to patreon.com slash RTBB podcast. 
But the the gist of it is that we were saying that, you know, football players, if they get injured, they're like out or they retire. Like uh, he has like a probably a few years left in him. I'm talking like I've I've also never watched a football <laughs> game, but like like allegedly he'll probably be um, playing for just like a few more years. And then what's in it after that? I think a lot of people, yeah, like quietly retire. But I feel like if you want a career you know, that maintains the lifestyle that he's used to living, you seek an entertainment career or you um, go into sports casting. And I think a lot of the things that he's doing with podcasting, etc., like positions him really well for that. So in terms of those things, I'm like, yeah, it's a little PR-ish. But then I saw those pictures of them Mm-hmm. Um, I should say picture of them <laughs> from the restaurant after the first um game that they were spotted at. And I was like, oh no, this looks like super cute and super fun. And I'm kind of living for it. Yeah, I saw that picture and I actually saw a video of someone analyzing the picture because of course <laughs> everyone was freaking out about it. Like, oh my God, her arms aren't in. But then she's like, this person was zooming in on the picture. Like, look at the feet placements. Like you can't see his other foot. She's sitting on his lap. His lap yeah. And then we're like, oh my God, that just takes it up like another seven notches. Yeah. And it's also like cute because like she's a tall person. She is 5'11". And so the fact that this is the first guy that's taller than her. Not that that's like the end all be all, but I do love that for her. Um, and also like I saw another video where they were in like the getaway car and <laughs> he's in like an open air convertible. And like, when is Taylor Swift from a safety perspective in a car like that? And someone was like, it's because Travis Kelsey's the first guy that she's with that can fight because he's like <laughs> huge as opposed yeah, to, you know, like any Joe of these other- Yeah. <laughs> exactly like no hate to them but just like you know facts here also I've seen so many videos analyzing like lyrics and stuff um and how from the song Endgame like she's saying like it's it's from Reputation she's supposedly singing about Joe and everything but it's like we both have big reputations and it's like does Joe really have a big reputation? <laughs> no, Travis Kelsey does. That's a great one. And then I think like it's really funny in full circle from 15. Like you'll do so many things in your life greater than dating the guy on the football team. And it's like, yeah, she has done so much more in her life. And now she can date the guy on the football team. 100%. Like, get it. Some of those invisible string moments are like even just in Mary's song her from her debut album, how it was like, uh I'll be 87 and you'll be 89 or whatever like just like those things I'm like oh my god like it's just so weird like I know like I know that they're coincidences but just how perfect like if I were her especially she loves like symbolism and um dates and numbers and stuff like that I'd be like this is my soulmate (laughs) I mean they're both born in 1989 87 plus 13 equals a perfect hundred so (laughs) it worked but also going back to your comment about how like why would they be on each other's radars like I've also been Mm. seeing some more about like connections between the two of them like um Paul Rudd was 
as a huge Chiefs fan and he's like in Only Murders in the Building with Selena Gomez who's obviously best friends with Taylor Swift right I, I think the idea was like people were saying they met at like a mutual friends party or something because it, it is kind of like I always wonder that in the world of celebrities like how sometimes this that was that is something this is a tangent but like a video series I did on my TikTok is like newsflash they're dating or they're together or what, whatnot and sometimes it's like random celebrities like a, a favorite person from one show and a person from another show and they're like how are they even on the same like circle so mm-hmm. I always love that from the inside perspective to be like yeah how did Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift first meet like you can't just slide into Taylor Swift's DMs and get noticed absolutely no that's such a good point so yeah maybe through like a Selena Gomez Paul Rudd connection like I don't know I've I've heard crazier things like I I do think that a lot of times that is how celebrities meet you know friends Mm -hmm. or significant others is like through friends of friends so yeah and I think he also has a good speaking of reputation like a good reputation I think he's like well respected he's also at the top of his game so I feel like they would have a lot to talk about of just like performance and excellence and you know, perfecting a craft and, and all of this stuff. So yeah, I, I still am, I'm leaning towards real, but I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket because if you know celebrities, like you, I feel like you have to be a little bit suspicious, but all I'm saying is like, I feel like I'm having a lot of fun. I feel like she's having a lot of fun and yeah, I, I, I think they're cute. I think they're really, really cute together. Yeah, I think a similar thing happened with like, is it PR, is it not with the whole Maddie Healy situation? Definitely from a much less, like a much less degree, because obviously Maddie Healy is not Travis Kelsey and there isn't this whole other world of like content and media like there is with with the NFL and from like ESPN and just all this, these other social media outlets that are covering it. Um, But like, we were all like, I don't want to believe it. I don't know. And then it seemed to be, it was true. So like, I don't know if it's in the public eye. And like the whole thing is like, it goes back and forth. Like Taylor Swift doesn't, isn't seen unless she really wants to be seen. So on the one hand you could say, well, that's obviously PR then, but I don't know. I, I'm okay totally. with whatever she wants. I'm okay with, I want what she wants. So <laughs> absolutely. I think like the other thing that I, that always like triggers me to like, Oh, this is real is when they're hanging out with family and friends, which right. she has been doing. But then I thought about Tom Hiddleston and I'm like, she was hanging out with his mom, like all the fucking time. So like that doesn't really hold up as like a conspiracy, but like sometimes I'm just like, if this was truly a fake relationship, that was like contractual like wouldn't you just want to like you know show up to a red carpet like in separate cars like walk the red carpet together and like leave like I feel like you know hanging out with his mom like brings it to like a whole nother level plus like you have to go back to who these people are like again I can't really speak to Travis Kelsey at all but Taylor Swift you do PR stunts like this to get PR. Taylor Swift is the last person on earth that needs any more PR. Like she is the most famous person on the world. You could argue mm-hmm. like she, she doesn't need it. And I think back to again, who she is as a person and she's seems, I mean, I've never met her, but she seems like the most genuine person. And she only wants genuine relationships in her life, especially when, you know, she is this famous and she has to be concerned from a safety perspective from both like, 
her actual safety and the safety of her work and all of her, you know, everything she's worked for, I would think she's only going to surround herself by people who she actually cares about and are like, like genuine people in her life as opposed to doing like some kind of contractual thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense too, because I think with the selling of her masters, I feel like she's especially really careful about who she hangs out with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're right, that like she would have to have a really trusting relationship with someone to 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 be close with them because so much is on the line. And yeah, I feel like she's also going to be embarking on the second leg of her tour. Mm-hmm. She's going to be gone. She's going to be busy. So I don't know if this is a fling or if it's like a long-term you know, suitor or whatever, but yeah, it's just been fun. I I will say some of the NFL content and stuff like that is like, if I have to hear about seemingly ranch one more fucking time, like I will delete all my socials, but like, (laughs) yeah. And like some of the NFL stuff, like they changed their like banner today to like pictures of her. And then like their bio says like that, you know, Taylor was there again at a game and it's like, okay, like we get it. Like one time is funny. A second time I'm just like, okay, like you should probably just talk about football at this point. Like, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think they're going to lean into it as long as they can. I think also this past game was a big deal because it was in New York where she's like, it's her home base kind of. And people know that. And with like, with 1989 Taylor's version coming out in a few weeks which is obviously welcome to New York and everything and all I guess it makes sense um so I guess we're just going to see over the next couple of weeks what you know I'll be tuning in for the Chiefs games and I do think it's really wholesome like how this is bringing like a lot of dads and daughters together or just women in general to football like I know personally I've been speaking to my dad a lot more about like this I've never watched football like I said <laughs> never talked about this but it's like we have common ground and my brother like my dad and my brother are big Jets fans and I was texting them I'm like guys I'm rooting against the, I'm rooting <laughs> against the Jets and then they did like merge call and my dad and my brother was like dad are you hearing this like <laughs> the traitor how, how and, and like my dad's like I kind of figured I was like I I'm you know I just do what she tells me to do yeah that's a good point that I didn't even like really think about but that's true like I remembered the episodes of keeping up with the Kardashians that had Caitlyn Jenner because my dad's a big like sports guy big like Olympics guy so, like, obviously, Caitlyn Jenner, an amazing athlete and stuff like that. And so when she was on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like, my dad would watch those episodes with us. And, like, it is a nice thing to have something, you know, some common ground. So I, I do get that. So, yeah, that's a really – that's a cute little upside of this. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's chat about Usher. Speaking of football – Usher will be playing the Super Bowl halftime show. Are you stoked to see Usher perform? So I was disappointed at first from the rumors perspective. I saw rumors like I've been talking about this a lot with um, my coworkers. It was always a hot topic. Um, And we thought it was either going to be like Miley Cyrus was a hot like a hot option, I guess. Yeah. One that was paired with her was like Harry Styles, but we were like, I don't think it's going to be Harry Styles because he doesn't have 
as big of a you know discography yet the only thing would be like is if he brings one direction out um and then someone threw out like pink and i was like oh my god pink would be amazing so i was more looking like thinking it would be some something like that i don't know um i'm more of like obviously i'm a taylor swift fan so i'm like a pop pop fan um so here's my thoughts about usher like i was kind of like i've not to be like I mean, honestly, like, I kind of forgot about Usher. Like, that, I haven't heard I, Usher song in a really long time. I think um, that's because I think that's also adorable because you're you're Gen Z, right? Like, I feel like he's very staunchly like a millennial, like pop, yeah, like or not the, even pop singer, R and B, right? Singer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The extent of Usher in like my repertoire of music was like middle school. OMG like DJ God is falling in love again kind of thing yeah, yeah. so I could probably count on one hand like the songs I know but I do think which again the fact that like who's talking about Usher is why it's happening because the halftime performers don't get paid to do so like it's a promo thing and so I guess he wants to be in the public eye again and and I do know I forgot about this but his um Vegas residency like was always sold out and and I think he's a great performer like I do have now expectations that like it's gonna be a really good performance because he is such a great performer and I feel like there are so many musicians in the pop slash R&B space who have modeled their careers after usher and just been like copying him basically and i think he was like the original so i have high expectations for him to perform well because i feel like there are not that many halftime shows that i've been impressed with in the last couple of years yeah yeah i have very similar thoughts i'm i'm stoked i hope he does because yeah i feel like there was like a, a 2010s usher and then like an early 2000s Usher. I really hope he goes through, you know, mm-hmm. different decades because I prefer his earlier stuff. I think he's an excellent performer. I think he'll put on a good show. I actually, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't think Harry Styles would be a good Super Bowl performer. Like, I really think you need the dance element. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, just more type of music where you could have more stuff going on on stage like Rihanna did whereas like what would Harry Styles have because it's usually just like him and his band that is true like and I've never been to Harry Styles concert but from what I've seen on social media they even though it can be in a stadium or arena with like thousands and thousands of people it always seems very intimate because yeah like gender reveals every two concerts like (laughs) having conversations with people in the um pit and I'm just like how does he hear them um yeah yeah. and like how would he do that like that's exactly what I mean is like I think he is an excellent performer he's very captivating very charismatic etc etc great music blah 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 but like all of the stuff that he does or he did on the love love on tour like stadium tour he couldn't do at a halftime show so like I think that's why people like Lady Gaga Katy Perry etc Beyonce were so amazing because Mm -hmm. you know they have the dancers and they have a variety of different styles of music and they just they're more I don't know more of performers I get it it's flashy like yeah you need backup 
dancers and like a visual and stuff bring coming to life and making it a whole it's a production it's not like a lot of times the they're lip syncing so it's more about the actual production and what you're like visually seeing than what you're hearing um so i understand i would say harry styles halftime show when one direction reunites so yeah that's the you're right if 1d is there like amazing unreal can't wait but like Mm -hmm. if it's him by himself like again like no offense I just like don't see it but I'm excited for Usher I I feel like he's so connected in the music world that he'll have really cool guests do you have any like guesses or or people that you would hope he would bring out so again I don't know too many of the songs like when I googled Usher I didn't really recognize many I might recognize more if I played them so I don't remember off the top of my hand people who he's collaborated with but someone who so the only person I can think of but he wouldn't show up is Justin Bieber Bieber. (laughs) yeah like I would I would fucking buy like the $40,000 ticket or whatever it was Justin Bieber but I mean if they do that it'll probably be a surprise but I don't think he will just because he like everything going on with his health and how he had to cancel so many shows like yeah. I doubt it um plus he's bigger than Usher is so it would kind of be like, <laughs> yeah, like upstaging yeah um, but like yeah. some I, and this is like a thought I guess with Justin Bieber and everything like people especially in the music industry right now it seems like everyone is on an era's tour of their own form mm-hmm. and I've been seeing this uh audio of people like cutting all of Justin Bieber's music together and they're like imagine this as the intro to a Justin Bieber eras tour I'm like I would I would cry so yes. I was like before I was a diehard Swifty I was a believer like same that, that, was my, <laughs> that was my middle school experience um it was it was really it was it was a it was a fever um and I think it would be like amazing but I really don't think especially because he has such a like, I mean, I don't know if they're close anymore, but I know when Justin Bieber was first coming up, like, Usher was his mentor. Mentor, yeah. So, and they did a remix or the original, I don't know, Somebody to Love together, I think. Yeah, um, Somebody to Love. I think it was the remix. And they had First Dance from, I think, oh from God, his first, first album. <laughs> yeah. What a like, throwback. Oh what my a god. Deep cut. But my yeah, I world. can't really yeah, I can't remember any other other than those two. Oh, maybe one of their one of his Christmas songs. Mm. I don't yeah. know. I definitely don't know the Christmas album that well. Other oh, than it's so no. good. Oh my god. And like no. and Drummer Boy. Yeah, Drummer Boy is so fucking good. No, I play that every year, like <laughs> November first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Dancing with the Stars. Are you a big DWTS fan? I am. How about you? Okay, so no, but <laughs> okay. I feel like okay, like a. I just can't be around for like twenty six seasons. Like I just can't do that. Like I've given up on shows like mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy and Dancing with the Stars and stuff like that. Right. But actually, as a show, I actually do end up watching most of the dances and clips. Like, on YouTube or TikTok or whatever or Twitter, wherever. So, I feel like I've kept up with the gist of Dancing with the Stars for a show that is kind of about washed-up celebrities. Mm -hmm. They've had some really good celebrities on the show. 
Yeah. Like fucking Kim Kardashian, Rob Kardashian, Cody Simpson, Zendaya. Like, like, I think that's like pretty like good casting. So there's a few people from this season that obviously stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears being the first. Yeah. Uh, Ariana Maddox. Are you a VPR girly? So, no, I like my world of reality television is strictly Dancing with Stars and the Bachelor world. Nice. Um, but so I had heard like people talking about her, like Ariana Maddox and her, the headline of like her boyfriend cheated on her with her best friend. Um, but I didn't really like follow the storyline um but she did really well and I will say like your comment about it being a long show like it makes sense like and it's also like on every week and a lot of times I would do two episodes two a week. like episodes it's long week. last yeah. year was bad because it was they moved it off of ABC and it was on Disney plus and it was literally like two hours sometimes a little bit more with no commercials versus like before it was two hours on abc with standard commercials like okay but when it was on disney plus there was a lot of filler um i've been watching since the first season i watched i don't know what number it was but it was the season that zendaya was on it um i think i was like a sophomore in high school and I guess I had heard about it, but then it was only like a couple of my friends were watching. It's like, you know what? I'm going to watch Dancing with the Stars this season. And then I just fell in love with it and have been watching ever since. Um, They have also like died it down ever since one particular season that I'm still bitter about. Um, That's a whole other story. But and it, it definitely changed the dynamic ever since that one season. They stopped doing two seasons a year. So they always had like a fall and a spring season. They just they alternated with Bachelor, whatever was on. And now yeah, they on Monday season. nights. Yeah. So now they only do one season a year. Um, and they they interestingly, it pertains to this season. So obviously, you know, like America votes and the judges have their scores. But in the particular season I'm talking about, season 27, I was that was like my favorite season. There was an actor named Milo Mannheim on it who he was like a Disney Channel star and um, he was 17 at the time and he was phenomenal. Like I became obsessed with him. I'm also like low key in love with him um, <laughs> and he did so well. But then he lost to Bobby Bones, who was not a good dancer, but he was a radio talk show host who had a lot of connections and a lot of friends and everybody and got so many people to vote for him and he ended up winning and he was obviously not the best dancer and like by a lot it wasn't like at least Milo won to someone else who could hold their own so then once that season everything happened they changed the voting system and that every week instead of it being like the votes deciding who goes home for the bottom two the judges had a judge's save where they could decide between I guess the two couples who had the lowest voting so still voting and whatever still mattered but at least they had the opportunity to save someone so this season they got rid of it again so I'm really interesting to see how that's gonna go especially for Harry Jowsey who I think oh my god yeah I have a lot of (laughs) thoughts on that Oh my god. Okay, so Harry Jowsey's also on the cast. He has to be the worst I've ever seen, I feel like, on the entire show. And there has been bad dancers. I I feel bad for him. Like I feel like in his head as he's performing, like I look at the his eyes and his eyes say, like, get me out of here. Like, 
I really feel bad for him. For some reason, I really like him. I feel like he's problematic in, in like, a lot of ways. I haven't done my research on him, um, but, like, I don't know. For some reason, I like him. Like, I don't know. I want him to do well, but he's probably a douche. I don't know. What do you think about him? I get it. So he was on the very first season of Too Hot to Handle. I watched mm-hmm. it. Um, and, like, I mean, I think his whole personality, and then ever since then, like, I think he might have been on a few other like they're random like x on the beach and stuff yeah and then he is like sometimes a a correspondent on like random segments and stuff so he's definitely like making his way through the business but like he doesn't have a talent um so i don't really you know like taking away journalistic jobs from people who like went to school for it and want to do that as a career when like you're you could also just be hot and be an influencer on I want to give him credit in that like yes it like the dance was bad but it was kind of ex- like I didn't expect him to be a good dancer like he is extremely tall and much taller than his partner which is difficult and like he's also never performed like versus yeah he has no dance experience but he's also like never been in front of a live audience yeah sort of performance versus like musicians and actors and things like that like I can hand it to him like it's nerve-wracking it's stressful to learn choreography everything like that so I'll give him the benefit of doubt going forward seeing like how he'll do I also have to give him the benefit of the doubt because I absolutely adore his partner um so I at this point also like you watch dancing with if you're dancing with the stars fan you watch it for the pros more than the celebrities because Mm. the pros stay from season to season most of the time um and so his partner riley arnold this is her first time being a pro and she's 18 like fresh out of high school yeah and which i also think the casting director and wait she's from utah and is the mormon like who decided to put these two together like i just I think it's problematic and people I've been seeing some videos about like people shipping them and I'm like please stop please stop like he's eight years older than her and like he was on the show too hot to handle which was like come all about like sex addicts like can we not (laughs) ship him with freshly adult 18 year old Mormon sweet baby Riley (laughs) let's just have them be friends and obviously like just because you're like a Mormon and you grew up in that environment and like you doesn't mean you can't obviously like she's not I don't know like Amish or anything like she doesn't know everything like that like she is totally capable of being friends with anyone I just think it's a little bizarre that people are like shipping them and I know her older sister was also a pro on the show and like one of my favorites Lindsay and like you are a professional she's this is her first job and but she's handling it like a professional as she should and I think she's doing really well in you know the whole situation and choreographing um but I do just think it's a little bizarre I want to keep watching them because I also I they do seem like they have a good friendship like their social media content that they're making oh I bet is fire it's so funny and that's why people are loving them also because like they do have good friendship chemistry and seems like they're just having fun all the time um and like their dance is kind of going a little viral on tiktok um so yeah that's my thoughts on harry and like i don't know we're we're just gonna see how it goes but i bring i was bringing it up because of the vote so i think given how big of a platform he has on social media especially amongst like young people and how 
even though his partner is a brand new pro she has the banked in system of her older sister who was a fan favorite pro um so i do think that it runs the risk of them kind of going far even though he probably won't be as good as everyone else's literally because he is like i cannot stress this enough so fucking bad like so so bad but yeah Yeah. that is so interesting also just thinking about an 18 year old choreographing and coaching Mm -hmm. a dance for someone like that I feel like would be so hard like to coach someone that again just has no dance experience and I do like that you brought up the point about performance because you're right yeah like does Jamie Lynn Spears have a she's probably I feel like most actors and musicians have taken a dance class at one point so right. w- which helps with like musicality obviously and um timing and beats and stuff like that but you're mm-hmm. totally right like when it's like you know when you're acting a scene or whatever you have the countdown and then you know it's go time and tons of people are watching you and stuff like that it's very similar to like the dancing with the stars stage that um yeah he would just like not have it all because he's from like unscripted reality tv yeah i mean versus like the only person you guys could could really compare him to is ariana maddox and she's also from unscripted first yeah. but like everyone else either is an actor so that means you have showmanship you know how like people were saying oh even if the actors aren't good they know how to tell a story they know how to bring the character to life and good facial yes. expressions yeah. musicians have musicality if obviously yeah. the worst is when it's a freaking dancer on Dancing with the Stars. As oh, the that I'm like, grinds my gears. Like, you can't... That's not the point of the fucking show. <laughs> it, like, I had always been a little bit irked with, like, some people. Like, when Zendaya was first there, I was like, Dan- Zendaya was on Shake It Up on Disney Channel. Like, she's someone I'd answer. No, but when it really got to me was actually Dancing with the Stars Juniors, and then it happened again on regular Dancing with the Stars because Mackenzie from Dance Moms was on yes. Dancing with the Stars Juniors. And then when JoJo Siwa was on, I'm like, they yes. became celebrities for being on a show called Dance Moms. 100%. Like, that, that's like, come not on. fair. Like, it's it not is fair. Charlie like D'Amelio. Athletes. Yeah, Charlie D'Amelio, literally a dancer, 100%. And actually, Ariana Maddox does have a dance background like oh when she okay. was first introduced on dancing uh oh my god uh vanderpump rules i'm pretty sure her first scene was um uh, being a backup dancer for another star sheena shay's song good as gold at like a club huh well that i mean explains because she was she's good. really good yeah yeah so she at least has i don't know extensively what her background is of dance is but she definitely has some background in dance yeah yeah but I mean you could tell from her performance it was like she was wearing the revenge dress and I was like she went last also I think which always helps like you get judged really well if you go last um and I think she's gonna make it as a top contender Jamie Lynn Spears it seemed like in week one, she was being really hard on herself. Like, and it looked like she was injured already. I think she was like limping when the dance was over. And so like the judges were saying a lot of stuff like you're your own worst enemy and things like that. And she was apologizing. So I don't know quite yet if she actually does have that potential and she's just being too hard on herself. Or if like, I feel like she might just be like a mid tier, like someone get stuck in the middle and you know, yeah, um, yeah definitely like, 
charity the bachelorette was really good which i mean yeah yeah they're all always pretty good um but who i and another surprise was jason mraz i think everyone was really blown away with him and honestly a little uncomfortable with how well he moved his hips um but but he had really good showmanship and it was really entertaining um and but who I'm rooting for to win is Soshi Gomez, Soshi Gomez with Val, and they remind me a lot of like him and Zendaya because she's like 17 and he's just the best. Like it's funny because he always has this persona for being strict, but like over the years he's softened up, and it's just I think they're really good like brother sister kind of vibes, mm-hmm. and just like I really like their partnership already and. She went very, she went first last week. And so she didn't get scored, I think, as well as she should have. So I think she's just going to have the most potential. Um, I always find myself like rooting for the young people because you always just assume like they're going to be the best. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there was also another guy who I didn't know who he was. I guess he's from the Brady Bunch, Barry Williams. Um, I had never watched it either. But he was like the most wholesome, sweet person ever. And, I thought like he was going to be not great, but he could because he's older and he could actually move like well. And I was so surprised. And he was friends, I guess, with he's currently friends with the oldest winner of Dancing with the Stars who won when he was like in his 50s or something. I think Barry's like in his 70s. I don't know. But he was like, yeah, I want to re I want to claim that title now. And it was actually sweet. Like I could see him like improving and actually doing well um so i always love like when you're that the show introduces you to celebrities you didn't necessarily know before and then you could end up loving like that's happened so much because it's an opportunity to see them in a different light and that's why you know dancing with the stars has a reputation for the cast being people who either are like washed up like you said or Mm -hmm. have had like bad publicity and are looking for good PR. Yeah. I think that happened with Olivia Jade a few years ago because obviously there was the whole college admission scandal and then she was really good on the show and I actually started becoming a fan of hers and was upset when she got eliminated. Totally. Um, So I think, so I think Jamie Lynn Spears is probably the number one on the list for, uh, to see if she gets that good PR or not. Yeah. Yeah. You're right though. You could totally change people's perspectives from this show because you see how hard they're working. You see like when they're frustrated and like when they overcome something or like if a dance has a certain theme that they like speak to in their packages about like what it means to them. Like it could totally turn someone's image around. Exactly. So I think it's a fun show and I feel like always from the, in the last several seasons or just in general, I'm always like maybe disappointed with the cast at first because I like don't know who they are most of the time. But then as the season goes on, like I end up getting attached to somebody and really rooting for them. Um, Yeah. I'm hoping that happens more so this season um especially because like the like I was saying how you watch for your pros like two of my favorite pros aren't in it because they've like they've become moms through COVID and now they have like two they each have two kids and it's just not as easy for them to be on the show as it was in years past and it's like oh I miss them so totally yeah yeah that's a good point that was kind of like like American Idol and stuff and 
I feel like the voice and stuff like that, it's like you're almost there for like the judging more mm-hmm. than like the actual contestants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would love it. Like Dancing with the Stars does a tour after mm-hmm. um, a lot of times and like the pros go and they'll bring like some of the contestants from the previous season on as guests or to host the show or something. And I would love watching just like all of their social media, like their, their stories and if and they have YouTube videos, like just watching all the behind the scenes, because there really are like, you know, a family basically traveling together and all the like their funny jokes and their dynamic. It's always um, fun to see. So I really loved also like the last few seasons with COVID, you know, you lost elements of that. Like they didn't do a lot of the fun little intricacies of the show, whether that be like the um, when the pros do like the welcome big group yeah, dance, or yeah. they would do like halfway through the season they do I think it's always like Halloween they do like the team dances where they divide yep. the contestants up or they would swap partners and you have to dance with a different pro that week like I think those things were always so fun and made the show like not like they have themes but I think introducing little elements like that was always like made the show even better and bringing out Absolutely. like the of the individual people um so we'll see if like, you know, as we've been getting further and further from the whole COVID of it all, um, if they bring back any of those things that this season, because I would really love it. And the last thing I'll say about Dancing with the Stars, because I don't want to. No, no, I love this. I love this. You're not. Uh, <laughs> but I would love if they did a form like they've done an all-star season, I think. The yeah. they only did it once, I think. And that was mm-hmm. the season before I watched, I believe. And they really should do an all-star season, but not like I don't want to see all the winners competing against each other. I want to see the people who were robbed come yeah. back and get a compete. But then the curiosity is like, well, what if one pro has been robbed multiple times, which I'm sure there are, then it's like, who do they get partnered with? With yeah. um, so that's like because I really want that redemption from season 27 for Milo. Yeah. So I just want to see that happen. But That's like there's so, so many, so many great people who have been fantastic over the years that were robbed or there were seasons that there was just such a great cast and everyone was really great. I think that would be really entertaining. I know Derek Hoff, who's now a judge on the show, did an interview talking about some kind of like oh he said he's like I have no control over this but it'd be cool to like do some kind of all-star season again or something like that so I hope you know as I feel like the Dancing with the Stars in the last few years like the producers have always been in the rooms trying to figure out not what's wrong with the show but just like what they can do better you know they've changed the hosts they've changed the judges dynamic so to anyone out there Dancing with the Stars (laughs) yeah I hit it up do do the all-star season no, I, I agree. They should do a all-star season for sure. Like, I'm a big Survivor girl. I love when they do, like, returnee seasons and stuff like that. Just because of the back, the backstory is so interesting. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I also agree that, like, I feel like they've had a little bit of an identity crisis over the last couple years with the rotating hosts, with moving it to Disney+, Plus, etc. And I yeah. do feel like they need to find, like, kind of find their niche again. And I feel like something like that happens when you do, like, a returning player season yeah you would get so many more like I don't know what their ratings are like I don't think they've ever been like a lot of these reality shows that have been on forever I don't think they ever get concerned about getting canceled yeah Uh, but I think they would only it would only increase their ratings to bring back 
I mean, granted, like a lot of people think Zendaya was robbed. Like, I don't think Zendaya would come back and do it because she's grown <laughs> yeah, up, like yeah. to an extent for some of the celebrities. But I think most of them, you know, could come back. Absolutely, it's, it's really just a matter of, I guess, the partnerships figuring that logistic out. But I think it would be a gold mine for ratings to bring yeah. back people who might have left the show since because they just don't love it as much or they were really peeved off when someone didn't win. So. Yeah, it's just, it's just an, an idea. Totally. No, I love that. Or people that have like kind of blown up since then, like Nick Vial was um, on the show. I think he I don't know. He's probably middle of the pack. But like since then, he has like one of the number one podcasts and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Not that I he's on special forces right now. Not that I think he needs to be on another reality TV show or that we need to watch him. But like people like that, that like, um, yeah, it would just be interesting to watch. Is Special Forces good? Because I saw like him, Tyler Cameron, and JoJo hanging out. I was like, "What is this?" I know. I and then know, it said they were on the show, and yeah. I know. I think is Jamie Lynn Spears was on it, and I know Hannah Brown was yeah, on. Yeah, I think they were on the first season, both of them, <laughs> and then Ariana's boyfriend that cheat, like ex boyfriend that cheated on her, is on season two. It, I. I think it's kind of the same with Dancing with the Stars that it's like the casting is like actually pretty decent, but I just can't get over like I don't care about them like climbing in the like wilderness. (laughs) Like I just like could care less. But I I do watch some of the clips like that come up on like TikTok and stuff. Okay. Just to just to stay in the know with things. Yeah. But I think I don't know. I, I think you're right. It's kind of like Dancing with the Stars that we're like, who's watching this show? And it's like, well, actually, like, a lot of people <laughs> because it won't get canceled and it'll get, like, an 8 p.m. time slot. Like, right. like prime time, so. Yeah. Okay, let's chat about the Roman Empire trend. This blew up over the last couple weeks about, I guess, it started with a TikTok with a girlfriend asking her boyfriend, like, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? I can't even remember the origin story. Um, But then she was shocked when he was like, oh, like two to three times a week. And then other girls were curious, you know, with their boyfriends and how often guys think about the Roman Empire. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Literally never. (laughs) Literally never. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I've seen so many videos of people talking about like the analysis of what it means for them to be thinking about it. Cause it's like, oh, they're thinking about it from a structural perspective of like, you know, they fell. When are we going to fall? Like gladiator <laughs> perspective, dominating, conquering land. Like, and never so Gross. the moral I've been saying is like, so if they think about the Roman Empire a lot, that's a red flag. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes. I also am like, I don't believe that all these guys are really thinking it. Like, I don't, they have to be in on some joke. Like, until I saw people who were asking their husbands or fathers or people who were like, I genuinely are not on social media and would not yeah, yeah, yeah. on any sort of joke. And they say like, you know, w- once a week or something like that. And I'm like, why? It doesn't make sense. Um, no. But I, what I love, I just love what it, that, what it's speared or I don't know if that's a word, what it has created in social media. And then now like people thinking about the female equivalent. And this honestly bugs me 
because this is why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Because people are getting it wrong. When people are saying like, oh, the female equivalent of the Roman Empire is like Taylor Swift. I'm like, no. Yes, we think about her a lot, but it's not weird to think about Taylor Swift as a young girl. That would be the equivalent of the Roman Empire for boys being sports. Like, that's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like, it has to be something so random and obscure that like, why are women thinking about this? And people are like, oh, the summary turned pretty or like pumpkin spice. (laughs) Again, no, that's not random and like super niche. So that's just my hot take about people saying like, this is my Roman. Like, I want it to be something so obscure, like, especially given that people are talking about it, like Roman Empire, it's old and stuff. So I think an accurate one is some people have said like the Titanic. I actually find myself actually yes. thinking about the titanic like yes. every once in a while yes i don't know why but i just do yes um, and yeah. like the movie or the actual event don't really know but like all all um, so i think that's a really good solid answer some people yes. have said like in the bridgerton realm of it all like regency, regency era yeah kind of thing which again like i think that's fine and i just love also like the specificity in like movies and television of the Roman Empire like think it's uh, basically I guess people are equating it to things that like live rent free in my mind mm-hmm. uh, so yes. I actually did a video and it's like the one I chose was like High School Musical 3 when Zac Efron sits at the piano and they're singing like Just Want to Be With You and he flings his hair back like, <laughs> and like I, oh, I think about that all the time. Like, I think about that a lot I think about that yeah, a lot like People he was just like, like so into it that he flicked his hair oh my I don't God. know what it did to me but it just did it was something yeah, yeah. 10 years old it's just been here all the time yeah um, I get that Tom yeah. Holland's lip sync battle like yeah people said that one yeah I'm not like a Jane Austen person but I know people have done like the hand for yes. um, Darcy yeah. so like that I'll appreciate I'm like yes I want and love all those like I loved when that was a thing on TikTok when stitches first came out and they're like you know what's a scene what are two clips that are give us <laughs> energy or what's the funniest <laughs> celebrity interview or something like that I loved watching those over and over again and like me as a creator trying to figure out like what the best one to do was that's gonna like that's the most accurate and gonna garner the biggest reaction (laughs) Um, and then like coming I'm like trying to brainstorm it was just it's fun and I I love it like sometimes I just go back and I was actually thinking about this last night some like COVID memories (laughs) and typing it out and it's just funny but I I feel like I miss the early days of TikTok at least my journey with TikTok and like the creativity and how trends would come and I would be so excited and like running around my house trying to like get props and do stuff and (laughs) come up with all these ideas and I don't know I just feel like well with social media it's always ever changing super quickly that I feel like sometimes trends just I don't know there haven't been as many lately or ones that I've loved as much so I, I I like the Roman Empire one for now yeah yeah me too I totally agree yeah I think like with the Roman Empire I think for options for women like I think that definitely Titanic like I actually think that's like legitimate I feel like there's no girl that I've ever spoke to that are like oh yeah I didn't like love the movie or like I didn't think about all of the like expeditions and like stuff like that the other one I was saying was the Salem witch trials I'm sure a million people have said that but then I was just thinking I was like so is it just 
the equivalent is something that like really impacted like women like the like women I don't know. with the witch trials and then like the roman empire like i don't know like i i have no idea but i like the salem witch i've seen some comments of people saying that and i don't know i guess it's on a similar vein like i've never been there and i don't know why i associate it with it but like because it's salem massachusetts but for some reason like in my mind i think portland oregon is like the coolest witchy like halloween spooky season place to be never again never been there don't know much <laughs> about it but in my head i just envision like oh yeah i love like especially this time of year no i'm also thinking about it a lot more but like yes focus i love yes. all that stuff so like twitches halloween town all that kind of stuff yeah I don't know there's like a whole witch thing like when i what was the book um the crucible read that in high school mm-hmm. um and that was was that the witch's trial? I think so. I don't want to. So, yeah. yeah. And that was like, I I definitely thought about it then multiple times, obviously, because I was reading the book. But it is a niche thing that it's like from an from a psychological perspective, I'd love like a psychologist to weigh in on the matter. So I Absolutely. think that's really interesting. Like if I was in college now and I was like I was a psych major um, and if there was like some like I wish there was always like a psychology of pop culture, that mm-hmm. would be such a fun class and just analyzing why we think the way we think in regards to I guess stuff that's happening in pop culture and yeah I don't know I think that'd be a cool thing to unpack 100% yeah like the only thing that I can think about is like it resonates for different genders like I, I I just still don't know or like is it like when I think about the Roman Empire, I do think of, like, masculinity and, like, mm-hmm. brute force and stuff like that. And then when I think of Salem witch trials, I think of, like, women being wrongfully persecuted. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it just maybe it's just resonant. I have no idea. But my, like, celebrity pop culture Roman Empire is, like, I always think about the bowls of cigarettes at Mary-Kate Olsen and Olivier Sarkovsky's wedding because it is just so wild to me that that is the one detail out of a secret marriage like a secret wedding that they had that we found out um I also always think about high school musical but uh at the beginning of HSM 3 when it's just like a zoom up on Troy's face playing basketball yeah that was the first movie um of the high school musical series obviously that was in theaters Mm -hmm. and and because we don't have we didn't have TikTok and stuff there. You didn't see spoilers. So I just went knowing no, I like having no idea that that was going to be the first scene. Like I lost it. Or I always think about, I think about this insane in my head so often, but like on, in a Cinderella story, um, the main character, like the mean character, um, when Hilary Duff is walking down the stairs, goes like, love the dress, hate her. Like I think that in my head all the time like I'll walk down the street see someone wearing a nice dress and just be like love the dress I hate her like <laughs> like just I like love that weird shit like that that just like I don't know would be my Roman Empire and like tons of pop culture things that just like stand out to me that are just like huge mysteries that we'll never know like what really happened with Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber like or like these big questions that I have like those are my like pop culture Roman empires that I'll just, you know, I'm always thinking about it, but like, I don't know, I guess 
never will go back to the time. Like, again, I don't know really what the origin of the trend was, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where, I wonder if, like, what the first video was. Like, who who came up with the idea to ask? Yeah, yeah. So random, like, I would never, never try to do that. But, yeah, I'm, like, also, like, just, like, a walking quoter of movies and <laughs> yes, so like yes. I feel like my head is naturally a Roman Empire of pop culture <laughs> yeah. all the time prior to this trend post this trend it is just the way my my brain works like that is such a niche um in like what I love for movies and tv and this was like my origin story I guess in going viral really on tiktok was I love watching a movie or a show and there's like an actor illusion in it where let's say my personal favorite one is I'm like I always try to pick which one is my favorite but in Dawson's Creek like the actor Joshua Jackson who plays Pacey he was also the lead Charlie in the Mighty Ducks movies and so in an episode of Dawson's Creek they're in detention and they're like Oh, whatever happened to like because they're talking about the breakfast club of course because they're in detention and Emilio Estevez is in that so they're like oh whatever happened to him and he's like oh he like washed up and whatever he's like no he was and so then Joshua Jackson's curious like no he was in those Ducks movies those are great and of course this was after the Mighty Ducks and he was in it and again it was only a nod to the fans so if you watched it you knew that like it was a little reward system and so I made a video like compiling a few of the ones I knew and loved and it went insanely viral and people started commenting all sorts of other examples i had like a notebook filled with these examples oh, i love that made like a whole it was a whole series and that and they just were going like viral after viral it was crazy um and that's like one of my very niche like things that i love like i love easter eggs like that and just little references um and i think that's like the beauty of movies and tv and that was just like a side tangent but anyway no no, i love that it's like no wonder you're a taylor swift fan because like the mostly self-referential but like i totally get that though like i love references in movies and tv and stuff like that and when you get it that's why it was so fun to watch shows like even like gilmore girls like mm-hmm. shows that or um suits um i'm doing a rewatch of suits right now and like there's so many pop culture you know jokes in those tv shows that it's like it's yeah it's so nice when you like you're in on the joke with the characters so yeah and when yeah. things like, don't age well in a sense like i was while well, i watched suits for the first time just before it got added to netflix so it was like prior to everyone freaking out about it again um <laughs> and I think there was a comment somewhere that like not that it didn't age well, but it was just funny retrospectively now that Meghan Markle is like married to Harry and everything. Um, and it's just funny, like, you know, something occurred in a single moment in time. And then years later, or like I've done a a reversal series where like things have foreshadowed a future work and it's it's really eerie how it happens sometimes. And it's like, it's just fun. Everyone's like, I don't think that was on purpose. I'm like, yeah, I know it was me <laughs> making it uh, fun, like because I enjoy it. Like, gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, in the episode of Suits, when I when you mentioned that, there's I think it's in season three, but one of the characters is like, who does she think she is? Not referencing Meghan Markle, like the Queen of England or something like that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. like she's not even in that scene, but just like that being mentioned, I was like, oh my God. So yeah, I I, I totally get that. Yeah. 
Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where our guest Laura is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Laura, who are you nominating this week? So I was going back and forth, but I feel like this one, because I was like, I don't want to say Taylor Swift in the whole thing and bring up more. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to pick Howie Mandel. Yes. So... I have, I used to watch America's Got Talent all the time, but I watched it with my mom and like, I stopped watching it this summer because I was just like, it's too much effort. And like, I don't know, it's always just, it's a lot to put into watching this show that I don't really love. And it was more like enjoyable when I watched it with my mom. Um, But so I know that like Sofia Vergara and Howie Mandel are both um, hosts on the season. And so like, I, I still see like articles or, you know, I follow all the major pop culture outlets or news outlets and whatnot so I see things and I know that like Sofia Vergara has been publicly obviously going through a divorce um while she's been on the show and I guess Howie has been making a couple of comments throughout the show at her and how she's newly single and stuff and I remember it being in the headlines a few weeks ago because I guess he's been doing it a number of times because this article said that like she had had enough and I think she like walked off or something like that and then uh, like last week I see a post on Instagram from Howie Mandel that Deal or No Deal is coming back which I was like oh my god so excited like I love that show but it's yeah, gonna be speaking of uh, Meghan Markle <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. um but it's gonna be like a spinoff and they're gonna be on an island or whatever and he's saying like oh they're gonna be on a banker's island and it's I guess it's gonna be some form of remote and he's like but I'm a germaphobe. I can't be on a remote island. Also, I'm like building this up. But um, yeah, I know I love it. <laughs> he's like, I'm a germaphobe. I can't be on this remote island. But these people are going to need a host to guide them. And he introduces the host. And it's Sophia Vergara's ex-husband, Joe Manganello. And what? I was like, are you kidding me? That is oh so my God. petty. Wow. Oh, my God. So he's been making like he's been making comments to Sofia Vergara all while knowing her ex-husband is going to be hosting Deal or No Deal I don't yeah I don't know like obviously the timing of things of like when talent has been filmed and slash like we're at the portion that's I feel like at this point because it was the the winner was announced I think last week so I think they would be live at this point but yeah, if a couple of weeks ago they were live and he's making these comments and I don't know when he contracted like with Joe to be the host and everything, but like something seems fishy here in like everything. So yeah. Dang. Also, I feel like that's so fucking random because isn't he like a decently serious actor? But I guess I she think- so was she and she's hosting I mean, I don't think she was such a serious, like her yeah. big was like Modern Family. So it was like a sitcom comedy. Yeah. And Joe, like, honestly, the thing, I'm like, what was he in the last, like when someone was asking me, cause I was telling my coworkers about that, this, they were like, what is he? And I'm like, honestly, the only thing coming to my mind is Magic Mike. Same. <laughs> yeah. And, same. And then I was like reading about the show more and they were listing his acting credits and they said like One Tree Hill. And I was like, oh, right. I forgot he was in One Tree Hill. Um, but I don't know of anything. I can't think of the top of my head anything else he's been in. So I don't know. Wild. Yeah. Okay. I guess like you just always, this is why I could never be famous. It's like, I guess you always just have your moment in the sun and then you 
end up hosting Deal or No Deal. Like, I don't know. It's it's cringe for me. But yeah, that is wild. I just talking about Dancing with the Stars and these hosts. I really want to, I don't know, like do like a deep dive into like hosts or something. Because I just feel like that there's some interesting stuff oh, yeah. going on there. I feel yeah. like that's such an interesting thing to digest. I mean, like some people, I mean, go f- about like, oh, it's so random for them to host. But then think about the people who've made their careers start. Like Ryan Seacrest. Was yeah, Tom Bergeron. He was. Woman, yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's always drama amongst yeah, it. Yeah. The totally. Dancing with Stars alone has so much drama. So and much drama with the hosts. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, I think it's, I mean, I loved Deal or No Deal when, I don't know if I ever like watched it live live, but I, they did bring it back a couple of years ago when I was like still in college. And I remember watching it over winter break and it was fun. Um, And I just, I loved that game show. Mm. And I think like the spoof they're doing on it, should, like it's going to be different, like seems more like, a, again, I've never watched Survivor, but it seems more of like something along the lines of like people on an island they have to like they're on the bankers island i think they have to do challenges to win money and then there are like briefcases hidden around the island and the last person standing plays like the most high stakes version of deal or no deal to win i guess um so honestly i I kind of want to tune in. (laughs) i know i'm like it for me (laughs) i mean i'm definitely gonna be tuning in to see but also i'm like but I always loved how Howie was part of it because I he's a comedian. He's funny. Like, it makes yeah. it entertaining. So I don't know if it's going to have the same excitement. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, we'll see how Joe hosts. Like, that's yeah, what so his fucking random. Charismatic. Oh I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess he begged Sophie Vergara. So he must have, he must have charisma. But I just, I haven't seen it personally. <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, let's wrap up with This Week in Petty. Uh, This is the segment where our guest, Laura, is going to share a story about something that happened in real life that she's petty about. What are you petty about this week? So, I mean, it kind of brings us to a perfect circle with where we started with, like, the Taylor Swift of it all in music. I'm just petty that I did not get uh, Olivia Rodrigo tickets or rather even the opportunity to purchase tickets because I wasn't selected as a verified fan or for the presale or whatnot. And like, I can't be too mad because I have purchased Taylor Swift tickets for the Eras tour three times and been successful in that. But as my mom loves three times. So I haven't gone yet. I went in May in New York. Um, mm-hmm. and then I bought tickets for London for next year. Um, we'll see if that actually like happens because it is like a while away and it's a European like whole trip and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. Um at the time it was supposed to be her last show of the Eras tour. Um, and then she announced more dates, which she's still gonna announce more dates, I'm sure. And now I'm going, um, I got tickets again for Miami. Uh, in October of next year because I'm originally from Florida and my mom like that's where my parents still live and I went to see 1989 and Reputation with my mom and the Aero Store was the first one I went with like my friends and I know like my mom would want to go so so we're gonna go together um, which I I'm love excited that. about I was like mom we're gonna be junior jewels I'm gonna be a junior jewel you're gonna be a senior jewel Cute. and it's gonna be comfy but like still a good outfit um Cute. 
But yeah, but my mom loves to point out that like, yes, you should be grateful that you're, you know, got tickets for Taylor Swift and everything. But if, but Ticketmaster is not being fair and that's like all you get to see, like you want to see more musicians and stuff. And I'm like, you're right. Especially because I love concerts. Like that is my thing. And I was supposed to go to Loverfest in 2020 and then COVID and everything. So once like after COVID, I really were like during COVID, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to go to concerts again. But I really want my first concert post COVID to be Taylor Swift. So I'm like, I'm not going to a concert until she announces her show. <laughs> and like, I got the Capital One card like a year before she even announced the Eras Tour so because funny. I was like, when the time comes for her to announce this show, it's going to be a bloodbath to get tickets and I need every advantage I can get. And I was, you know, magically able and I'm so happy about that. But now it's like there are more people I want to see shows for. And Olivia Rodrigo was someone yeah. who I didn't get to go to Sour because like, obviously they did not expect her to blow up like she did. And they booked her in tiny venues. And now she's playing like four nights at Madison Square Garden. Um, and I just couldn't get that. So I really don't like in the Ticketmaster of it all and the like buying tickets that you have to be chosen for the opportunity to buy tickets like you should just be a fan of something and have equal access to get it like it's almost like my mom was telling me about the back in the day when they used to have to wait in lines and in person to get tickets like that um so yeah I'm like there's a lot of concerts that I would have so Olivia Rodrigo was someone I really wanted to go to I love Sabrina Carpenter and I'm really upset that of the three Taylor Swift's Eras tour I'm going to she is not an opener for one of <laughs> for them. any of them <laughs> um, that yeah. sucks and I started like getting into her music right like a couple of months before the Eras tour and then Sabrina Carpenter announced an- another leg of her tour but it was the New York shows were like the beginning of May and I was going to the Eras tour at the end of May and I was like no I need to stay true to my to my um wanting Taylor to be the first one Renee Rapp was another one who she mm-hmm. also had a tour like a little tour last year that I was like no I'm waiting for Taylor but now I'm going to her show next month oh, uh, nice so yeah that's kind of my yeah pet. what you're petty about yeah no I get that like I don't know what an equitable way to sell tickets is nowadays because I feel like if there wasn't the verified fan would it just be like oh if you have money you just like get better access but like I don't know I guess that's not true because like you would just pay I guess however much you are willing to pay but like it does suck like in my group I went to the Seattle show for eras and in my group of four only one of us got a code Mm -hmm. so it's like if 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 like Lisa didn't get a code we were just SOL like so it it really um yeah I don't know what it is but something I feel like I thought that Eras toured like the second leg would break this like Ticketmaster like chokehold or whatever but I guess it's persisting with this Olivia Rodrigo tour and I don't know what the answer is at all but like something's got to give because it's it sucks. You're right. Usually it's like if you, you know, had the funds and interest, you were able to go. And now it just seems like so brutal. Yeah. Huh. Pun intended. Yeah. yeah pun <laughs> definitely intended. Yes. But yeah, Olivia Rodrigo, it was like, I know also people who got codes, they said like they got in, but then 
the prices were like the cheapest ticket yeah. you could buy was five hundred dollars, and I'm like, that's just that's just what is this? Like, yeah. I will say, like in the way that you were talking about not knowing what the solution is, something that they did years ago for Reputation, because that was the first time I bought the tickets. 1989, I had a whole. My mom got them and it was a whole scam story that ended up being like the best night ever that turned me into like a diehard Swifty. But that's a story for another time. Um, But essentially, Reputation was the first time I was buying the tickets now that I was like diehard Taylor Swift and I need to go. And what they rolled out was this whole system to like reward fans Mm-hmm. So that way real fans had the better chance of getting tickets. Like not scalpers. So yeah, it was like, granted there was a little con- a little bit of controversy because one of the tasks was like merch related. So like obviously if you had more money and could afford to buy a lot of merch, then you would have better access and that's not fair. But what I, I didn't buy any of the merch, but what I did was like one of, they had this page filled with tasks that you could accomplish every day that and the more you did the more kind of like points you got and the better place in the queue you would get then so one of the tasks was like watching the music video for look what you made me do or something I literally and you had like a limit of how many times you could do it a day I sat my butt there every day and played it seven times or whatever number it was (laughs) I'm doing all that I can do to garner my place in line and I think that was like so I don't know maybe there's something like that and I know people are getting rewarded more or less like on social media making these videos talking about how they wanted to get tickets and like SeatGeek reaches out and isn't enough so I don't know I think there has to be some kind of happy medium like you shouldn't have to really you shouldn't have to prove yourself as a fan in order to be able to go but I don't know if maybe that's some form of a solution over just completely random and the numbers not making sense totally 100 percent. yeah that's fascinating and yeah i want to hear what the listeners think if people have like a solution to this but still very exciting that you get to go in miami and possibly london and who knows maybe you're a tiktok will blow <laughs> you're like oh sea geek the livery for chicos <laughs> like the tickets are so expensive like at sea geek like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what it is I'm definitely not like as upset about it like if I had not gotten Taylor Swift like when Taylor Swift the first day of the errors were like I did get a code for verified fan and it was like it was a shit show we all know and I literally like chew out chew out my roommate at the time (laughs) I felt so bad she was like saying like okay so like you know you didn't get I'm like no like, you don't understand. There's not a world in which I'm not going to the Taylor Swift Eras for. Like, that's just not in the cards for me. Literally. Just, I haven't imagined that being a possibility where, like, she has a concert and I don't get to be there after all this time. Um, And then, sure enough, the next day, I, the Capital One card presale uh, was happening. And yeah, you lucked freaking out because I was like new at work and I was worried about like trying to get tickets while I was at work <laughs> and it was like a whole ordeal but it worked and 
yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't as upset about not being able to get the Olivia Rodrigo tickets as I would have been had Taylor not happened. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So, totally. And I don't want to speak on my soapbox. Like I am grateful. I don't want to put out bad juju and complaining to any listeners. No, this is this segment is about complaining. <laughs> no, like no I matter love how it big also. Or, yeah. I add, like I love the whole title of the podcast. And I was Aww. telling my coworkers how I was gonna be on. I was like, it's called Ready to be Petted. They're like, Oh my god, I love that. That's um, so cute. Thank and like you. it's so creative the pettyweight champion and then also like the personal tie to it I think it's so fun thank you I really really appreciate that I feel like we should end on that note thank you so much for coming on this was super fun always nice to have new guests on the show yeah of course it was I love chatting about everything um I'm sorry I know I'm like I shouldn't apologize but I'm still going to because I know I'm like a chatty Kathy um, oh, I love it. on a lot of tangents so thank you for everyone listening and putting up with my thoughts no um, oh my gosh you should never apologize for that a all about the random tangents I feel like that's what people like about podcasts and that's- be like all the stuff that you've contributed is valuable like <laughs> but yeah so again thank you so much for having me and reaching out like it was so fun and looking forward to all the listeners thoughts and hopefully you know yes. getting on again in the future yes absolutely can you tell the listeners where they can find you and anything else you want to plug yeah absolutely so if you're interested in any of my tv movie thoughts updates anything you can follow me both on tiktok and on instagram at not so critically acclaimed and that's kind of my main plug like I also have a podcast same title um it hasn't been active but you know if you're looking (laughs) for shows I basically do recommendations like that was my whole thing where I would pick a show every single week and do a part one episode where I give a spoiler free synopsis of the show kind of my experience finding it and what it's about who stars in it what you and the plot and like why you might want to watch it and then the part two episode was always like my spoilers my thoughts opinions about everything about the show and last year's episodes had more guests in it um, but you're more than welcome to go down the rabbit hole of I covered like pretty much every teen drama under the sun um so if you're a teen drama lover you should definitely and you need a new show to watch i would recommend hitting that up on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts nice thank you so much of course thank you again and there you have it thank you so much for listening and thank you for joining me on today's episode if you enjoyed today's episode and you want more join us over on patreon patreon.com slash rtbb podcast i just covered trending pop pop culture topics and then I covered Catching Kelsey which is Travis Kelsey's reality TV show, Kardashian staff with Emily Rose from It's Become a Whole Thing like Jen Atkin, Tracy Romulus, Joyce Benelli, etc. And then I did a full trip recap over there. So you can join me there or you can follow along with me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at RTBP Podcast. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.